You're listening to ReachMD. Welcome to this medical industry feature titled Insights on an IBSD Therapy that can help relieve symptoms. Sponsored by Salix Pharmaceuticals. Please stay tuned for important safety information at the end of this episode and see full prescribing information at Zyfaxin.com or call 1-866-Zyfaxin. All of Dr. Sayuk's comments are based on his personal clinical experience and expert opinion. Dr. Sayuk received payment from Salix Pharmaceuticals for his testimony. A couple of decades ago, I think the perspective was that the gut microbiota had a very limited role in terms of the potential to affect uh, patients in a negative or positive way. In 2019, I think we have a much broader perspective in terms of what important role the gut microbiota has. So we now recognize that the gut microbiota are important, for example, to metabolic disorders such as obesity, have importance to neurologic conditions, psychiatric disorders um, such as depression and anxiety. And I think even uh, the potential to modulate or impact the experience of pain itself. I'm Dr. Gregory Sayak. I'm a member of the faculty at Washington University in St. Louis. We have over 30 gastroenterologists in our group, which allows us to subspecialize in our areas of particular interest within gastroenterology. So I focus my practice largely on the study of motility-related disorders and functional GI disorders, such as irritable bowel syndrome. Irritable bowel syndrome is a condition that probably constitutes somewhere in the order of 70 to 80% of the patients that I see. I think the best way to describe IBSD is as a heterogeneous condition. It's a condition that's defined by symptoms, though there is an increasing body of evidence to say that the bacteria that live in the gut are very important to the development of irritable bowel syndrome. Diagnosing IBSD largely relies on the patient report of their symptoms. They've got the prototypical abdominal pain with some associated changes in their bowels, and there's an element of chronicity. Then we exclude the alarm features of something more serious that might be presenting. With these clinical features, we can make a diagnosis of IBS. There are a lot of different treatment strategies that you could potentially employ to treat IBSD, but as a first-line therapy, Zyfaxin or Rifaximin is a treatment that we typically discuss with patients. We've been using Zyfaxin for many years. We find it to be well-tolerated and effective. Though the exact etiology and pathogenesis of IBSD is not well understood, a variety of evidence suggests that alterations in the gut microbiota are associated with IBSD. Zyfaxin is the only FDA-approved treatment that alters the gut microbiota in IBSD. I tell patients that with a two-week course of Zyfaxin, we have about a 50% chance of you improving in terms of both diarrhea and abdominal pain. And I tell them that many of those who respond may not need a retreatment. In a clinical trial, 44% of patients had improvement in both abdominal pain and diarrhea. Treatment with Zyfaxin provided up to six months of significant relief with a median time to symptom recurrence of 10 weeks and a range of 6 to 24 weeks. Patients who experience recurrence can be retreated up to two times. In clinical studies, the most common adverse reactions for Zyfaxin in IBSD greater than or equal to 2% were nausea, 3%, and ALT increased, 2%. Recently, I saw a young lady who was just out of law school. She had joined a firm, her first job, and was ambitious and excited about the prospects of a career in law. Shortly thereafter, she developed what we thought was likely a post-infectious case of IBSD. Her symptoms were so debilitating that by the time she came to see me in the office, she was despondent. 
she was basically reconciling herself to the likelihood that she wasn't going to be able to continue with her career that she had spent all this time training for because her symptoms would prevent her from making appearances and depositions and in court. So we discussed the potential benefit that Zyfaxin could have, and she was interested in trying it. I always emphasize the importance of symptom impact on the quality of life and well-being of our patients, whatever the disorder may be. Dr. Sayek's patient, after being treated with Zyfaxin, improved her IBSD symptoms of abdominal pain and diarrhea, and six months later at her follow-up appointment, she did not show signs of recurrence. Let's now hear the indication and important safety information for Zyfaxin. Indication. Zyfaxin Rifaximin 550 milligram tablets are indicated for the treatment of irritable bowel syndrome with diarrhea, IBSD in adults. Important safety information. Zyfaxin is contraindicated in patients with a hypersensitivity to rifaximin, rifamycin antimicrobial agents, or any of the components in Zyfaxin. Hypersensitivity reactions have included exfoliative dermatitis, angioneurotic edema, and anaphylaxis. Clostridium difficile associated diarrhea, CDAD, has been reported with use of nearly all antibacterial agents, including Zyfaxin, and may range in severity from mild diarrhea to fatal colitis. If CDAD is suspected or confirmed, ongoing antibiotic use not directed against C. difficile may need to be discontinued. There is an increased systemic exposure in patients with severe child pew class C hepatic impairment. Caution should be exercised when administering Zyfaxin to these patients. Caution should be exercised when concomitant use of Zyfaxin and peak glycoprotein, PGP, and or OATPs inhibitors is needed. Concomitant administration of cyclosporine, an inhibitor of PGP and OATPs, significantly increased the systemic exposure of rifaximin. In patients with hepatic impairment, a potential additive effect of reduced metabolism and concomitant PGP inhibitors may further increase the systemic exposure to rifaximin. In clinical studies, the most common adverse reactions for Zyfaxin in IBSD greater than or equal to 2% were nausea, 3%, and ALT increased 2%. INR changes have been reported in patients receiving rifaximin and warfarin concomitantly. Monitor INR and prothrombin time. Dose adjustment of warfarin may be required. Zyfaxin may cause fetal harm. Advise pregnant women of the potential risk to a fetus. To report suspected adverse reactions, contact Salix Pharmaceuticals at 1-800-321-4576 or FDA at 1-800-FDA-1088 or www.fda.gov backslash medwatch. Please see full prescribing information at Zyfaxin.com or call 1-866-Zyfaxin. This program was sponsored by Salix. If you missed any part of this discussion, visit ReachMD.com slash Zyfaxin. This is ReachMD. Be part of the knowledge.